Welcome to the Young Crones Cafe, where you can get a magic brew full of all sorts of information, both witchy and practical. Grab a cup of coffee and join us. I'm Elizabeth, a wordsmith. And I'm Dave, a modern-day sage. We are going to talk about various witchcraft and life topics from a slightly more mature perspective, at least most of the time. Thanks for joining us. Today's metaphysical kernel of thought is the spiral of time. Time is not just a dimension, a quantity to be measured, or some sort of concept. You live a mundane life that is governed by physical time. There is a distinct past, which has led to the present, which will lead to the future. You were born, you are living, you will someday die. However, as a witch, you come to be aware that time also moves in cycles. The moon and sun with their cycles of repeating energies spins and returns to the same space again and again, even though they have been altered by their monthly and yearly journeys. The heavens wheel and dance above you in complex cyclical patterns of wonder. Your perception of your spiritual path can be seen as a mingling of both the straight line of linear time that is demanded by your physicality as it is surrounded by expanding and contracting spirals that represent the growth of the various aspects of your spirituality. These spirals are all interconnected at various points because the different parts of your practice work in harmony to create the magical life you deserve and because the knowledge you gain about them is full of commonalities. You just have to learn what they are as your spirituality grows and develops. Unlike your linear physical timeline, you will often find yourself moving up and down these spirals as you change over time. These up and down movements should not be considered a negative thing or some kind of regression. You may often need to revisit a previous level to ensure greater understanding of some aspect or another before moving upwards again, or to revise what you previously thought or did in relationship to what you have learned on another spiral. While you are on your spiral, spiritual journeys, you may also find yourself on widely disparate levels of unique pieces of various spirals. Your spiritual growth is never going to be even. You may gain a great deal of knowledge and experience quickly in one area, while others are slow and steady. Still others lag behind because you are not yet ready to work on them. There may never be a point where you are on the exact same level with all parts of your spirituality at any moment. This is why balance is one of the ultimate goals of the path, which is never completely achieved for more than a few moments in linear time. If you can picture multiple colored strands of threads of varying thicknesses wrapping around a central pole with all the threads sticking out in different uneven ways, you might catch a glimpse of what your author is trying to convey with very inadequate words. This is yet another mystery of your spiritual practice that is a glorious part of the unique people we are as part of an amazing universe. As part of your mundane life in linear time, your actions in the past have created who you are in the present, and your choices now will shape the future. We all have those things from our past where we think, if only I had, or if I could go back and change whatever. However, if you did or could, you would not be who you are now. At other times, we are too busy concentrating on potential futures that may or may not happen. This is how linear time affects our spirals. 
you need to work to take to stay constantly in the present moment involved in the intricate dance of living balanced between the worlds of the magical and the mundane. Learning to not only focus on the present in the mundane, but being aware of the interaction of your magical spirals simultaneously can be both joyous and frustrating and completely human and witch all at the same time. Good evening, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Elizabeth. How are you? Eh, not too bad. Hanging in there anyway. At least we are going to have a discussion tonight that is an interesting topic and a bit convoluted, but not nearly as heavy duty as a couple of the ones that we've had recently. Well, yeah, this one's a, a little bit lighter energy and a little bit, I want to say, more esoteric, but it's also something um, really universal because we're going to be able to talk about how uh, how we move metaphysically through time. I think that's a very good way to put that. And it needs to be distinguished from our physicality, in essence, because we do experience time physically in terms of a nice straight line. We got past, we got present, we got future. You know? Yep, absolutely. Nice science, and linear. Yeah, science fiction, notwithstanding where time machines allow people to go back <laughs> and meet, you know, their grandfather's grandfather and shift time and change things. We're well, here. in the way that I... The the way that I describe it is perceived time. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the reason that I say that is I have had days at work that went by in what felt like 20 minutes. And when I used to take a walk along the river holding Susie's hand, sometimes it felt like we were gone for five or six hours. So there's a perception there that our internal or our metaphysical time is very subjective based on the experience that we are having. But the linear time that our bodies are living through is sort of a fixed thing, right? Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. Or I have sat in ritual with Sue where we thought it was 10 minutes and we get back in the house and we've been out there for four days. God, well, not four days, but you know what I mean. I can actually remember once or twice when you sat out there long enough that I noticed that three of your four quarter candles had gone out, so I went out and put new candles up for you. And we never even knew you were out there. Yeah, we, we, we did tend yep. to go places well beyond the backyard at times. Sacred space. Yes, oh, absolutely. It's a wonderful thing. You know, however, you know, um, Sue and I got into these philosophical discussions about time, and especially, like, as you put it, metaphysical time. Right. And, and the idea that is witches, we get much more involved with the cycles of time that kind of repeat like the seasons. Right, right, absolutely. The moons, and the moon and the sun and the planet and everything else are not in the same space from month to month or year to year. But for us, it's a cycle because we have a March moon. And March comes around again, and the full moon may, may not be on the same date, but we experience the same sort of energy of March. Well, we're we're inside a couple of those circles or spirals, so yeah, our perception is that they are a universal circle. Yeah, and they come back around. So you get yep. the idea of, of of cycles, and I love you were going to send me a link later that we should probably post somewhere so other people can look to, where you can see that the moon and the sun are actually moving in spirals. Which matches so perfectly with the idea that Sue and I came up with that 
as witches, we have that linear time in the middle, whether it's going up and down, side to side, or however you want to think of it. But we have all these interacting and interconnected spirals around us that are our spirituality and spiritual practices and things we do and learn about as witches and humans. So I understand that this is what what the two of you were describing is uh, a bunch of different cycles or circles that describe a bunch of different aspects of my spirituality or whatnot, mm -hmm. um, because I accept that I can be strong in some suits and weak in others at time and whatnot. Um, but b before we get to that, I'm kind of curious how it went from circle to spiral, or is it just spiral because of the fact that you're attaching it to that linear timeline? A little bit of both, because once we kind of broke out of the idea that, okay, our physicality is limited by linear time. Because Agreed. you can't change past, present, future. That's not how humans perceive things or experience just, time. Just as a side note there, one of the things that you, we, we mentioned in the reading here um, is you know, if we could go back in time and change something, um, the end result of that is, uh, for my case, I'm putting it in first person, I would not be who I am now if I went back and changed anything. Exactly. I would be a different, I would be the same spirit or the same spark, but I would be a different physical body, I would be a different personality, I would have different spirituality, and had probably learned a subset of completely different lessons. So I wouldn't be this, Dave, and at least today it's I'm kind of, kind of glad, even for some of the bad choices that I made, that I ended up here in the chair. Oh, I agree, because we've all made those choices that we think now, oh, God, if only I could go back and change that. I mean, it's like, Sue and I used to laugh that we would love to be 20, but know what we know now. <laughs> yeah, that's universal. Oh, yeah, come on. But it, but, but it's the whole idea of linear time. And if as witches, by practicing what we do and learning what we learn and making the amazing craziness that we create sometimes we learn and we break out of that linear model as it were and become more attached to the cycles on a spiritual level and if those cycles are are spinning around and changing and while we come back around again which is going around in a spiral we're not in the same place we were a year ago right exactly exactly and that's, and that's kind of where we came up with the spirals and okay. different parts of our spirituality grow at different rates. And are different levels of importance for us at different times, if that makes any sense. So uh, I think the, what what I caught in my notes from my, when we did the reading before we start, mm -hmm. uh, widely disparate. Um, yeah. I wrote that down simply because I it's important for me to recognize that I can be doing grade A top-notch awesome in one aspect of my life mm -hmm. or even one aspect of my, my spiritual journey and yet be really, really struggling in the basement in other aspects. So 
they're not always going to be all up or all down. Right yeah. now in my life, I'm grateful to say that many of the things that are important to me are all in a fairly positive flow right now. Um, but I also accept that, you know, that can change from day to day and moment to moment. And I can recognize when I have been able to see in myself that I'm doing really great with this and really terrible with that. Yeah, but I don't think you have to think of it as great or terrible. Sometimes we have an area of our lives where we get a lot of knowledge and a lot of growth. So it's way up here. And other areas we haven't focused on, we're not ready to deal with yet. You know, the monster under the stairs kind of metaphor. Sure, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So eventually we may get there. Eventually we may not. And we may be on a different level. And that's why we have all these different interconnections and why we mentioned in, in the writing that sometimes you have to go backwards to go forwards or down to go back up. You go back to what you knew before and take another look at it and say, oh, it connects with this spiral over here. And now I, I knew it again, but I knew it differently. Yeah, exactly. Or this one doesn't work this way. What do I need to change to make it match up with what I'm doing over here? Which is why we have all these different threads that come together and make spiral in tandem or triplicate or however many kits you have that you have working together. And other times it may be just one strand that's wrapping around for a while. And it may be really sick in comparison to some of the other ones. And then, of course, you have the broken bits for stuff that you know doesn't work anymore and it just can't hang around somewhere. I can't get over the visualization of a, a maypole of different cords and knots and cords and cables and strings and ropes and um, I actually have a box in my garage that looks something like that that I've thrown stuff in for years. But it's the same idea. Yeah, and it is. All glorious, wonderful tangle. Well, and it actually makes perfect sense that for me to untangle it, I am going to have to retrace each and every one of those spirals to be able to work through that. Yeah, or figure out where the knot is. Well, or, yeah. Or realize that there is a connection over here that I can take and put over here in this part of my practice, and then you've started a new spiral. And you're bumped up your growth, sure. Yeah, exactly. And and it, I realize it's kind of a crazy metaphor. Sue and I, when we were talking about this, we literally went out, you weren't around that day in the backyard, and stuck a stick in the ground and started wrapping ribbons and yarn and thread and rope. And you Sounds like see, a maypole to me. Well, sort of, but we were going from the ground up because we had the stick in the ground, which is where we got the up and down metaphor. When we talk about going back down the spiral, okay, to explain it, your spiral could be on a slant, it could be sideways, those things move laterally, it doesn't matter. The point is you've got the stick in the middle, which is your physicality piece, and around it you wrap your spirituality and all the things that you do. Which I love that. Limited that, by that metaphor and that model now looks right in my head. I love the way that you just described it. I am glad to hear Because Sue and I went back and forth for months trying to explain to each other what we meant by these spirals. And we finally said, 
<laughs> went out in the backyard. You know. Well, and I also acknowledge the fact that you have the, I'm sorry, what is it, dyskinesia or something like that? Infantasia. Mm. Um, I forget the the name for it, but you simply do not visualize. And that is such a common way for witches and people in general to be able to share ideas and expressions. You, in some cases, need to see a physical model in front of you because you're not able to form those those visual pictures. Yeah, exactly. It's called aphantasia. And I'm actually writing a monograph on it this month for two years. Fantasia, thank you. And yeah, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge because I mean, there's there's folks out there. I mean, there's eight billion of us, and we all have our own little foibles. And there's folks out there that might not be able to, you know, grasp some of the things or work with some of the things the way we present the model. And that's a, a big reason why we try to say things in two or three different ways, so that you know, two or three different ears might hear it. Or we talk about things in different word pictures. Right, right, absolutely. You know, and, and like I said, sometimes you just have to go out and create a physical model because then you're on the same page. Which sure. is perfectly um, valid way to do things. Well, and not for nothing, we've been doing that for 10,000 years with a stick in the sand. I mean, it's before we had written language, we could at least draw a picture because that's how we learned how to coordinate, you know, hunting and those sort of things. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think it's great in terms of metaphor. I mean, I would love it if some of our listeners went outside with their own sticks, as it were, and sent us a picture somehow through an email or whatever of, our, of their own model and said, take a look at it. It's a fun sure. way. To look at um, it. On, on that note. Um, either one of us are easy to get a hold of if you're if you're through the the Patreon and the Discord or whatnot, great. But even if you haven't come on board yet, um, it's Dave at youngcronescafe.com and Elizabeth at youngcronescafe.com. It's straightforward and simple. We're easy enough to get a hold of. So okay. if you have you know a picture of an altar or something like that that you want to share with us. Um, please let us know if we have your permission to to post it in the forum and whatnot in Discord. But we'd love to start sharing that sort of stuff. That reminds me, Elizabeth, I should put some pictures in there of my meditation I spiral. I think so. You've been working hard on it again this spring. Mowing um, away. Another thing that I was going to uh, mention, just because it, in the middle of the reading, it made me smile. Um, yet this is another mystery of your spiritual practice that is a glorious part of the unique people we are as part of an amazing universe. That was such, for me, an affirming thing for you in the middle of explaining something to just acknowledge that the universe is amazing. And I, I just kind of wanted to point some light at that. Well, thank you. Um when Sue and I finally made our model, and it was like one of those aha moments, the universe is amazing. It allowed us to literally sit there and say, okay, I can be here, and I can be here, and I can be over here, and down here, and up here, and or side, on this side, or on that side, or this way, or that way, all at the same time, and still be a witch who loves what she does to do find new ways to practice or go back and try some things that we attempted before and had some glorious disasters with 
And now that we're in a different spot on this piece of the spiral over here, maybe it will make sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that was the whole point of our having this whole discussion about time is, yes, we have physical time. But as witches, we're not limited by the physical time. And I think that's where that whole, wow, the universe is fucking amazing comes out, you know. Well, well, in, in all reality, when I am in my meditation spiral, subjectively in my mind, time does some completely different things. Mm-hmm. Because I can walk those seven spirals in and suddenly I realize that I don't see or hear my neighbors or traffic or anything, but I hear every bird and every cricket. So there's uh, there's some neat stuff that goes on for subjective time when I'm in that meditation space. And did you notice this is a spiral? Well, yeah, of, of course. That's, that's why initially I was like, yeah. why does your spiral have to go up and down? Because mine goes round and round in my yard. <laughs> yeah, but these go round and around too. They just go around that stick. Right. I get you. Know, and you can, and like I said, you can stick in the ground going up and down. You can lay it down flat. You can have it be at a slant. Ooh, can, I can think about it like the windings around a guitar string. Same idea. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to spend some meditation time on that because, you know, as the string is vibrating, those paths themselves are going through spirals. Mm-hmm. See, spirals are everywhere. Well, universal string theory, I mean, it, it could be. It could be. You never know. But I agree. It is an amazing universe. Um, in spite of the fact that my day has had some widely disparate moments. Yeah, but see, that's the whole point. And it reminds us that it's okay to have those because we are human. Absolutely. Absolutely. And And all of these these spirals, even if we're struggling right now, we can always know that we, if we need to, will come around to this spot again. Yeah, see, that's the best part. You know, if you don't get it this time, you got another shot. In linear time, you don't necessarily get one. Right. The moment passes where you could have done something different and it's gone. However, if you're on a spiral and you're moving in whatever direction you want, spiritually, you can come back around and say, oh, that's that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I needed to know that when I was over here dealing with this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the interconnections of all of our personal spirals, because we hopefully learn something as we go around and around and around. Well, and now I understand that the around and around and around are also going forward along the linear time. And that's Mm -hmm. where the spiral of time, which is our topic, comes from. Exactly. Thank you for putting it like that. Sure. Now I drop the spiral of time. Yeah, and hopefully some of the people who are listening, we haven't confused too much, and you come back to think about it again. Just remember when we were when I was explaining how we finally figured it out, we may I might have glossed over the fact that we talked about this endlessly for months, trying to get a handle on what we I, were experiencing. I remember time being a, a big part of a lot of your di- different discussions, certainly. Yeah, because it's important. 
it's its own in in in, in the world of physics its own dimension somehow too sure yeah so in the different perceptions of time that we have as humans and as witches absolutely and as witches and sometimes they're very different or it's seekers just, i mean yeah. uh, just to, to sort of preview because um the next episode we're going to start start talking about um we are seekers yes so, of knowledge etc 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 right absolutely getting to some more interesting and fun stuff well with that being said, do feel free, like you said earlier, to check out our Patreon. Join us for a cup of coffee at the cafe if you'd like. We're dedicated to creating what we like to think of as an inclusive community. Absolutely. And where we can discuss and debate and disagree with each other without being disagreeable. Sure, sure. I want it to be a safe space where uh, people from, from any kind of faith and people with any any kind of topics that they want to discuss um feel that they can do so safely and uh you know in a good space i think so which is always fun and i love hearing about how other people practice absolutely you know, absolutely there, there again we can we can make connections to our own spirituality and you know i i would have to say that there are times when i'll talk to somebody during the day and they change how i I think about the world. That's just mm -hmm. good human beings. I think so. It's just nicer when they're witches too. Well, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, most of us are pretty nice people. Well, unless you have anything else, I think we're done. I think we're pretty well wrapped up for this week. Yep. I think so. So with that being said, until next time, may you find mirth and reverence in all things. Be safe. Be kind and be loved. Witch stones are a divination tool we created as part of our practice that deals with what we call concrete stones, specific types and kinds of energy, and conceptual stones, things and ideas about witchcraft, which can be read with either a seen or an unseen meaning. Recently, we have developed a set of oracle cards using this information. We would like to introduce you to one of these stones right now. Today's Witch Stone Spotlight topic is the first four physical concepts within our concept cards. The 16 concept cards are divided into two sets of eight, mental concepts and physical concepts. Each set of eight has a two-colored border relating to both the elements and to the concept of as above, so below, and as below, so above. The physical concepts move from below to above with red or fire on the bottom and gray or water on top. The fire element is associated with works of creativity and inspiration, which can lead to the water element where the flow of action takes over. While we've already talked about the individual characteristics of these first four physical concept cards, today we're looking at how they can relate to the concept types and the energies, projective and receptive, the corresponding time of year in our year cycle, the corresponding moon phase, and the type of actions to results for those of us on the path. Our first four physical concept cards are 
lightning bolt, hermit's lantern, altar, and treading the mill. All four of these physical concept cards, and indeed all eight of this set, again, lead to a process from the element of fire, using works of creativity and inspiration, to the element of water, where the flow of actions takes over. The lightning bolt card represents a physical concept with receptive energies. Its solar timing is associated with the dark half of the year, while its lunar cycle corresponds to the dark or new moon. This card represents the use of works of creativity and inspiration, a fire concept, to create a flow of actions, a water concept. The actions to results for this card are received energy to change through doing. The Hermit's Lantern card represents a physical concept, again, with receptive energies. Its solar cycle timing is associated with the dark half of the year, while its lunar cycle corresponds to the dark or new moon. This card represents the use of works of creativity and inspiration to create a flow of actions. The actions to results for this card are obtained knowledge to change. The altar card represents a physical concept with projective energies. Its solar timing is associated with the light half of the year, while its lunar cycle corresponds to the full moon. This card represents the use of works of creativity and inspiration, a fire concept, to create flow of actions, a water concept. And the actions to results for this card are gathering energy to manifestation. The treading the mill card represents a physical concept with both projective and receptive energies. Its solar cycle timing is associated with both the light and the dark halves of the year, while its lunar cycle corresponds to both the full and the dark or new moons. This card represents the use of works of creativity and inspiration to create flow of actions. The actions to results for this card are gathering energy to manifestation. All four of these cards represent leading to a process from the element of fire using works of creativity and inspiration to the element of water where the flow of actions takes over. Each has its own unique action to results, which leads to its particular lessons. The lightning bolt and the hermit's lantern cards are physical concept with receptive energies. They correspond to the dark half of the year and to the dark or the new moon. The altar card is a physical concept with projective energies. It corresponds to the light half of the year and to the full moon. The treading the mill card is a physical concept with purely neutral energies. It corresponds to both the dark half of the year and the light half. And it corresponds to both the dark or the new and the full moons. 
Before we go, we would like to present you with a tip or trick or witchy hint. Just something to make your day go better, because we live in a mixture of the magical and the mundane. Today's tip, trick, or witchy hint is to talk kindly to your pesky animals and insects. Another springtime theme this week, as I'm outdoors a great deal of it this time of the year, working on setting up the yard to be sort of my sanctuary for myself, my friends and guests, and for the animals and wildlife that I share it with. Occasionally we get some deer in the yard, um, had a turkey here a few weeks ago, and of course plenty of skunks and raccoons and squirrels. And, oh my. Anyway, like many of us who spent much of our lives stuck in the mundane, I have traditionally hated and feared most kinds of bees and wasps. I've been disgusted by bugs, ants, for example, invading my home and my food. And I've sort of waged pitched battle for decades with all sorts of tiny and not so tiny invaders to the sanctity of my home. This year, though, it dawned on me that, well, you know, bees and many other flying insects give us fruit. And bugs help us process weight and turn composting into magical dirt. And birds hunt bugs full of waste. And squirrels and many other small ground animals aerate the soil and they blend the grasses. So the very insects and animals that I've considered the enemy for so many years are actually vital and critical to the natural system within which I live. And not a single one of them has ever invaded my home as a personal attack. I've just always seen it that way. Well, no more of that. So here's the tip, trick, or witchy hint for this week. Talk to your animals. While I'm walking around the perimeter of the house with my electric mower or whacker or cleaning out the gardens and raking and trash and whatnot, I've started to talk to the animals. Hey there, neighborhood army events. I respect your needs, but I want you to know that there is much better and probably healthier foods and habitats for you to explore. Most of the things in my house aren't necessarily very good for you. Yo, scary bees and flying insect neighbors. I love the fruit that you help my apple and pear trees provide, but I am dangerously allergic to you and you could become trapped or poisoned or marooned inside my house. It's much better for you to stay out here in the fresh and free air, and I'll do my best to stay out of your way. And you, the pesky, nut-burying squirrel, not losing, I think. You're cute, and you're a lot of fun for my cat and I to watch through a lazy window, but creeping into my roof line, tearing into my soffits and my roof, that can only end sadly for one or both of us. Please enjoy the trees and the yard I share with you, but respect that my home is not optimized for your rodent lifestyle. Talk to your insects. Talk to your animals. Let them know that you're willing to adapt and to coexist and that you would appreciate their alliance in this. It's better for everyone, a true win-win-win. And it's much better to share than to continue the battle anymore if you're enjoying this kind of content and want to join the discussion please come stir up the pot on our discord community just go to patreon look for the young crones cafe 
or you can browse to twoyoungcrones.com for more about us. For now, be safe, be kind, and be loved. Well, it looks like the coffee cups are empty for this week. We hope you join us again next Tuesday, but you can find us at our website, twoyoungcrones.com. That's the number two, Young Crones. We'd love to have you join our growing online Discord community. Check out our new Patreon presence. Just look for Young Crones Cafe. Through Patreon, you'll be able to make it to our Discord. We are also Young Crones Cafe on Twitter and Facebook. Until then, remember, we are witches who work with energies to affect change. We are believers in both imminent and transcendent divine. We are celebrants of the passage of the solar and lunar cycles. We are hedgewalkers who pass back and forth between the worlds of the magical and the mundane. We are seekers of knowledge. And we are walkers of a spiritual tradition we call the path. So mote it be. So mote it be.